welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello team, welcome to episode 104 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host and founder of Motivate Training, Belinda Risley, and thank you for taking the time out to tune in to today's episode about finding contacts for sponsorship. Sorry, it's been a long time since episode 103, but with pre-season training, sponsorships um, being re-engaged as uh, the Australian borders have opened, a lot of the national series have recommenced. It has been a crazy time. Never fear, we are back on track. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll be showcasing some of the last 103 episodes and pulling them together in more specific resources. So we'll put a show together just about all fitness, about all the nutrition ones and so forth. So make sure you guys subscribe and to stay up to date with all our latest podcasts. And please note that at the end of every episode, we do have a freebie, a free resource that you can download. Um, And it's always relevant to the topic. So even if you may see the topic that we're promoting and you cannot listen or you don't have time and you're interested in some more information, um, excuse me, head over to the website to find out more. We've also been updating the website, so stay tuned for that. And we've got a brand new membership site coming out, starting off in 2022, so very exciting new. Thanks again for your time, for listening and supporting Motivate Training. Um, If I haven't met you personally, I do look forward to seeing you around the tracks in 2022. Let's get started with today's show is about how can you find contacts to get you started with sponsorship. Hey guys, (laughs) welcome to the Finding Contact Sponsorship Masterclass. Um, I am your host, Belinda Risley, and thank you for those who are joining me tonight. If not, of course, there will be a replay available um, at any time, obviously on this Facebook page, but also um, it will be recorded. So if you would like to review it at a later date, let us know. Um, I was going to try and go through a different platform. Normally when we do these end of month workshops, um, we do host them over on a different platform. Um, but I thought I haven't been around um, for the last couple of months, or I guess the last 18 months um, due to COVID. And so a lot of new people in here probably don't know a lot about me or motivate training. So I thought for tonight's class, I make it free of charge. And so you can get a little bit of insight around the content that we do provide during these masterclasses. Um, you do need to, <coughs> to excuse me. Um, I've got a bit of bronchitis at the moment and a headache. Um, so I'm not the normal drivel self as I normally am, but um, I do have lots of content for you guys tonight. And I've actually made a PowerPoint presentation, uh, which I don't normally do. Um, I do like the engagement. Um, as I said, normally um, during a workshop and what happens during that master or sorry, during that workshop is that we do have a workbook that we work through. Um, there will be a workbook for tonight's um, masterclass and that you'll be able to access at the end. So, so anytime you'd like that workbook, just pop in workbook um, at any time. And of course, this is all about you guys, uh, about asking questions around about finding sponsors. So please uh, don't hesitate to pop them in and I'm going to be checking those questions throughout and get them answered for you at the end of tonight's session. Hopefully it would just be around about 20 to 25 minutes. I've tried to keep it as um, compact as possible, but also providing lots of value uh, and again, there is a workbook that's going to have lots of more um, details, more templates, <coughs> excuse me, to help you get started on the journey. And of course, um, we're always available for you at any time to answer any of your questions. So let's get started and see if I can do something I've never done before, like screen sharing into this. And so far, not good. Okay, guys, so I now can't see anybody, which I don't like when I'm presenting, um, but hopefully now you can all see the first page on getting finding sponsors the masterclass. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't even know if you guys can see myself, but anyway, 
All right. So again, guys, I'm Linda Risley. I'm the founder of Motivate Training and Management. Motivate Training initially started um, in 1996 and where it started as a personal training business. Obviously, throughout that time when I was training different um, motorsport athletes uh, and over those years, that there was more of a requirement uh, for drivers to start to bring sponsorship with them as they were progressing through the ranks, um, as well as having more of a social media presence, as well as building their brand, as well as being um, likable and being adaptable into different race environments. So it certainly just went from being um, an athlete, getting a, a role into something bigger and hence why um, Motivate has evolved over that time. And now we offer a lot more online programs. Um, after about 10 years hiatus from Motivate, I've come back in around about the end of 2017 and providing online education and training. Um, I am a personal trainer um, and I'm also qualified in sports marketing and public relations. But at the end of the day, I'm really passionate about grassroots motorsports, um, about um, the sport in itself and making sure that we have a sport um, and so therefore hoping that you guys have got sponsors, um, that you're fit, uh, we've got categories that are full. Um, we do currently have too many categories for the sport, um, but obviously that's something that I can fix. Um, but I am all about educating you guys and giving you as many resources as I can to get you racing, to keep you racing and to keep you within this exciting sport. I'm also a mum of three boys um, and I was originally from Sydney and recently, when I say recently, in the last 10 years have moved down to Melbourne, Victoria. All right, so tonight we're going to cover around the framework of finding sponsors. I'm going to go through expenses, so identifying what your expenses are, um, why that is important, what type of um, sponsorship you need. Um, we're going to go through about how to um, do company research, finding those contacts, who to contact them, how to contact them, what to say, and follow up. So we've got eight different slides that we're going to be running through tonight. Actually, there's a few more. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, I do apologise for my cough. Um, so please bear with me, team. Um, all right. So the point of having expenses. So quite often people come to me and say, hey, Belinda, um, we need to go racing. Can you find a sponsorship? And I'd be like, Okay, great. So what do you need in order to go racing? And as simple as question that is that people haven't quite often thought about why, what do they need to go racing? And without knowing how much it actually costs you to go racing, it's very hard to identify how much you need to go racing. We generally know how much it is to race a category. Excuse me, but there's also a lot of incidentals that you need to cover as well. So number one is that you need to work out your budget for your race year, um, and it sometimes can be quite daunting. Um, or on a simpler note, you might want to just work out your budget for a round. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but when you are doing these expenses, it's really important that you include everything um, that's important to you that you'd like to get covered. So things such as wages, things that, such as um, personal training, if you don't currently have a personal trainer, or, or you might want to have a sports nutritionist that comes on here. You might simply want to have an engineer. So when you're doing out this expense sheet, try and include everything that would make your um, racing a lot easier. And so then when we go to break it all down, um, we're making sure that we're capturing everything and that we're not leaving anything out in order to find sponsorship for because uh, the worst thing is, is that quite often people go, okay, well, in order to race TCR, it's 250000 I need 250000 But it's not the case, obviously. There's flights, there's accommodation, there's food, there's incidental, there's merchandise, and there's wages, um, entry fees. There's so many other factors as well. Um, what weather stuff, what weather tyres. Uh, so making sure that when you do break down that expense sheet, that you include all of those things. Um, and also why it's important is that quite often when um, people are looking to sponsor you, they want to know what the money is for. So, again, quite often um, I get these packages and sponsorship and those that have worked with me for a long time know that I'm not a huge fan of doing packages um, because 
you know, sometimes you can market yourself out of the uh, market and sometimes you can be um, not doing yourself any favours at all. So it's really important that when you are seeking sponsorship that you're very specific as to what you're asking them for and why. People want to know why they're investing in with you. <coughs> Excuse me. So as mentioned, there is a workbook to accompany this um presentation tonight uh, so if you're interested just please put workshop into the notes or there'll be a link at the end um, that I'll bring up that you can access it but basically there's an expense sheet in there for you to get you started to, to fill that out all right so the second thing we need to do is that once we work out all those expenses is to break them down into the three categories so there's three types of sponsorship that we're generally seeking and that's a product sponsor there's services and there's also financials. <coughs> Excuse me. So again, those some examples could be a product sponsor, could be an oil product, a services could be around personal training, and of course, financial. Well, we all like that one. We always know what that one is. Um, and um, unfortunately, when it does come to sponsorship, that we do need to become a salesperson. So I'm just getting my notes here. Um, because being a, a salesperson is key to being a successful racing driver because in everything that you do, um, it's about selling your brand and to the media, to the sponsors and to the potential sponsors. So part of the workbook, there is a sheet there that needs to be completed. And um, what we're going to do is do a list of who you know um, and then do a list of who you could potentially contact. And it, again, it's broken down into those three categories of product, services or financials. And it's going to help seeking that sponsorship a little bit easier. Um, so I'll just go back. Um, so when you start to break down um, the products and services and financials in the workbook, um, I've also included um, two whole pages full of benefits that you could offer a sponsor. So again, if you're interested in the workbook, just pop it into the notes and I'll send that link out to you. <coughs> Excuse me. But when you also start to think of the benefits um, you want to start to think about how um, sponsors can make, make business. So how can you introduce a sponsor to your audience? Um, how could a sponsor reach people at your races? Things around about branding and what can you offer, as we know, other than a sticker? What kind of events can you offer that potential sponsor? And um, like, are you able to take the car to events? Um, how can you help them increase their sales? What kind of content can you provide them around social media, their newsletter, um, their events such as conferences and, yay, we're going back to face-to-face -face interaction things uh, and also media opportunities. So once you've done um, the breaking into three categories, again, in that workbook, as I said, there's the two pages of benefits and then there's also a, a, um, a sheet, a spreadsheet for you guys to fill in. Um, one that would be around generic um, benefits that you can offer a sponsor. And then the second one would be around um, bespoke offerings that you can offer a, um, a sponsor. So again, coming back to our, say, our personal trainer services, if you were seeking someone to um, have a sponsorship with for personal training services, things that you could provide them, yes, would be around bringing the car down to the facilities, um, possibly taking them to the track. It could be um, offering um, a hot lap for their end-of-year Christmas party. Um, and, again, all of these service, the benefits and the service offerings are going to be bespoke to the um, prospective that you're trying to work with. Uh, of course, at any time, guys, if you do need any assistance, if you do have a prospect um, that you're talking to and you're not quite sure, we are here. Um, I'm here available for you um, to give you guys some free advice. So please don't hesitate to contact me at any time. Um, just at win at motivatetraining.com.au. Now, once you've worked out what your costs are going to be, what type of sponsorship you require and the benefits you can offer them. The next thing you need to do is to go into company research. Uh, I know it all sounds a little bit daunting to start off with, team, but once you start doing this um, and once you've done it, it makes the process a lot easier. Uh, again, quite often people will just come and go, oh, do you find sponsorship for us? And I'm like, no, that's not a service that we do offer, but we can help you um, do all of this behind-the-scenes work because it is um, a lot of work to do and if you want to do it correctly. Of course, if you are a salesperson and you're confident to do cold calling um, or 
go door knocking, um, I applaud you. And um, I'd love to hear some of those, those um, case studies of successes that you have had. Um, but I'm definitely not one for that personally. Um, I like to, to show that we have gone in and done our research into the company, that we know what they're all about. And now we're going to go into around about that company research. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I would mute, but I'm too scared to flick between screens or do anything at the moment. All right, guys. So with the company research, again, in the workbook, there's actually a spreadsheet for you that's got all of this marked out. Uh, and of course, you'll be getting a copy of these notes or these slides if you're interested. So when it comes to the company research, your pitch needs uh, to any brand needs to be personal and it needs to address their goals. All right, so most of this information can be found on their website, on their social media channels, and of course through Google. Um, and what things that we're looking for is kind of like, what is their brand? What is their brand personality? So are they innovative? Are they helpful? Are they a fun business? Are they very corporate? Are they sporty? Um, and then do all of that align, um, sorry, does all that align with your values? Um, do you know your values? Um, have you done a value assessment before? If not and you're in interested, just put in value assessment and I've got three sheets that I can send out to you to help you identify those values. But basically it's like what is important to you. There's no point if you're a vegetarian and you're seeking um, sponsorship from a butcher. Okay, so it doesn't kind of align with your values. There's no um, point being a health freak and promoting health and wellness if you get sponsored by Coca-Cola. Um, so things like that you need to be mindful of as well. Um, other things that we'll look for into the company research is their location. Obviously, their contact details is really important. Um, so things like their name, their emails. We're going to go into like which um, contact person a little bit later, but obviously their name, details, all those, that generic contact information you're after. Um, but also regarding the location. So is the company local, national, international? Where is the head office? Um, do they have local offices? Are they close to the racetrack that you're going to be um, competing at or the national rounds that you're going to be competing at? All of that little information is really critical in, in putting your proposal and information towards them at the end. Um, obviously, look at the phone number. As I said, that, that generic contact information, um, it's always handy to get a direct line number as opposed to uh, that generic phone number. Same with the email addresses. Uh, a little bit later, we're going, on, going to discuss about how to find that perfect email address. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, on the spreadsheet, we also go through about their social media activities. And um, what we've previously gone through now, social media workshops, is that it's really important that when you're identifying which social media platform to be on, that it is kind of consistent around where your um, sponsors are. So there's no point being on pin interest if all of your sponsors are on LinkedIn. Um, and so there's a real um, relationship between that. So it's important that you have an understanding of where their um, social activity lives. Um, also really important is to know who are they markets. So what kind of person um, buys the company's products and services? What is their demographics? Um, and it's not just about age or gender. Um, you want to think about the type of customers that they're targeting to. So are they urban, um, fitness enthusiasts, um, exhausted mums that have just been homeschooling for the last 18 months? So it's important to find out exactly what, what their brand is trying to market to who is it trying to market to so again all of that comes to the research and we're going to go through it a little bit later again um, where we find that research um, on once you're doing this company research you want to look through um, their current sponsorship activity um, who are they currently sponsored sponsoring and I've got a typo there sorry about that guys and um, you know, do they currently have any ambassadors? Have a look on their current sponsors and their current ambassadors' social media pages to get an idea of what kind of content that they're not only providing, but it can also give you an insight into the relationship they do have with, with the, the prospective um, sponsoring. Um, we're going to look into what their current marketing activities, like how active are they on social media? Um, do they run events? Is it face-to-face? -face? Is it an online company? Um, how often do they um, have a sale or release a new product? <coughs> Excuse me. 
and all, and there's another typo, sorry guys, and all of that will be identified in media releases as well. So it's important that you follow media outlets so that you can keep up to date with what's happening. Um, but it's also important, as we expressed before, is to know what their values are and if they're aligned with yours. And also a great thing to have an insight is to knowing what kind of community projects they're working on. So quite a, quite a number of those larger organisations will have all of this information on their website. And it's just about taking that time um, to dedicate that time to sit through and grow through all of this information. <coughs> Excuse me. The other thing is around about advertising, like where do they advertise? Um, is it locally? Is it nationally? Is it internationally? And what kind of money are they spending on those ads? Um, things like, um, anyway, it's all into the workbook that you can have a look at. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. One um, tip that we'll give you guys is that um, if they do have a newsletter, is, is to subscribe to that newsletter um, so you can keep up to date what's happening and keeping up to date with product launches. They're always going to have good news stories um, around what the business is doing so that when you do get to meet with them or when you start to build that rapport with them, that it shows that you know about what's happening in the business as opposed to, again, cold, cold, cold calling them. All right, so as mentioned, we're going to talk about now like where to look for the names um, and who to contact. <coughs> Excuse me. So a lot of um, corporate websites have a media centre um, where they have a lot of their media um, releases from the recent months or years. Um, and a great tip is there is to have a look through there because without a doubt, there generally is a quote from the brand manager or commercial manager or the sponsorship manager in charge of that brand and guess what guys and there you go um, you will have the contact details or the contact name at least of the right person to contact regarding um, your sponsorship request <laughs> excuse me um, you should also note that if there's an, um, an email address for the media contact that normally like the last section would be the same so if it's like first name dot last name at comp company dot com it generally means that if you're looking, say, for Belinda Risley, it will be belinda.risley at motivatetraining.com. Okay, so if you found out, hey, um, through the grapevine that Belinda Risley was the right person to contact at Motivate and on the media release, you simply found her name and you found an um, email address, you can make that relationship and voila, you've now got the person's name as well as their email address. Um, as mentioned, it's important to um, subscribe to National um, Advertising or Mar Marketing Weekly. And again, it's depending on who you're trying to contact for um, sponsorship. But <coughs> again, subscribe to their email list um, if you can so you know. Um, and then once, so you know like what's coming up. And, and from there, they will generally um, post where they've got press releases coming out. They will be posting where they're advertising. They will be posting um, maybe sometimes around the, what their competitors are doing. So it gives you lots of information, again, if you take the time to go into that research. Um, other avenues that you can go through is LinkedIn, and that is one of my favourite um, um, resources to find a contact as it's a B2B and as you know those who worked with me for a long time is that um, I believe most what is a business and so it is very much um, a business to business um, social media platform. Uh, again guys if you don't have a LinkedIn account I highly recommend that you do especially um, if you're serious about your racing. Excuse me I do have a how to set up guide so if you're interested, please put in LinkedIn and I'll be happy to send you out of that um, guide. <coughs> Excuse me. So LinkedIn is a great way to find out the correct name and the title for the brand manager. It's really simple to find contact people. Um, you can either go into the search function and you can either type in the name of the business or you can type in, um, if you do know their name or their first name, um, or their surname, you can type in and possibly therefore get their email address um, or maybe even their mobile number, depending on how much information they actually do on, have on LinkedIn. There's also a paid service of LinkedIn, LinkedIn Pro, 
that you can invest in and that gives you a lot more free range of getting contact details. So again, if you're serious and you want to know about LinkedIn Pro, just um, pop that into the notes and I can send you a link um, for more information or you can simply just go into LinkedIn and Google that yourself. Um, and of course, the other way is around about so other social media accounts. Um, so we just need to be mindful that we don't want to come across as being um, spammy. So we don't want to go directly, we don't want to slide into their DMs and say, hey, Belinda, um, see that you're into motorsport. I'd love to, would love for you to sponsor me. Um, are you interested? Um, of course, it's like any relationship. Um, you need to nurture and build that rapport. So some tips I've got there is to obviously to follow their page, um, start to link their post or uh, like their post, that would be Belinda, uh, or comments on their post. Um, you might even be a little bit cheeky and start to do some social media posts with their products in there and then tag them. Ideally, the objective is just to get yourself noticed and, and to build rapport. And then hopefully they start commenting or like your post. And then once they do that, you can simply give, it gives you that opportunity, that avenue to say, hey, uh, I saw that you liked this post are you interested in working with us further or would you like to know some, some more information about what my plans are in 2022? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, of course, there's the old-fashioned uh, referral, so the word of mouth. Um, again, in motorsports, you never know who knows who. And so, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of this presentation that you are you do become a walking sales board um, for yourself and for your race team in order to get sponsorship. You don't know um, who you're talking to and what, um, again, contacts that they may have, but also what their investment could be within motorsports or within you as a person. I know a lot of um, drivers who actually have a personal sponsor um, purely because they just believe in that person and they're taking um their time and their investment into that person because they believe in that person on who they are as opposed to their race achievements. All right, so don't sorry, don't be scared to ask um, a family friend um, if they do know somebody, obviously for that referral. And again, that goes on social media as well. That if they know um, somebody and or you've seen, oh hey, like you know Belinda at Motivate, could you get me? Um, could you connect us? That is always going to be a lot softer in an approach than, again, just cold calling or DMing them. Um, so don't be, <coughs> excuse me, um, don't be scared to ask for that referral. <coughs> All right. Um, and then the other important thing is about who to contact. Um, so make sure that when you are trying to contact someone that um, they actually control the budget and they actually have the authority to say yes, so they are the decision makers. Um, there's lots of people, um, gatekeepers in the social um, social media, in the sponsorship world um, that could stop you from getting a no or even getting to the next stage. So it's really important that you know exactly who to contact within that organisation to make sure that your information is going through to the right person. Um, you know, when you are sending through an email, um, again, hopefully not cold calling, but again, if that's your thing, well done, um, but ensure that your subject header um, is clever. So again, it needs to be unique. It needs to get them hooked in order to open it up, especially if you're sending it to a sponsorship manager. As you can imagine, they'll probably get numerous amounts of proposals. So it needs to be unique. It needs to have a why and a reason as to why <laughs> they will click on to opening up to your email. <coughs> you definitely don't want to start with the email going, hi, my name is da -da -da, and I'm a racing driver looking for sponsorship. Okay, you need to be unique um, with your approach. Um, you might want to do a video. Um, you might want to do a social media post, like a real. Um, you need to bring your authenticity into making that contact with the sponsor, with the prospective sponsor, so they can see who you are as an individual. Okay, so they want to know who are they investing in. So bring you as much as possible when you're making contact with them. Um, so people that you should kind of avoid, um, 
And I know I said before, like sponsorship managers. And again, it just depends on the size of the organization. The bigger that you go, um, the less that you probably want to go to the sponsorship manager or the commercial manager directly. Um, and because they might not have, again, that authority to say yes. Sorry, I've just noticed there's another mistake on that slide. Sorry, guys. <coughs> Being sick and having a headache all day hasn't helped. Sorry to apologize. Um, so, yes, so making sure um, that you know exactly who to contact at that organization. And you can simply get that information by picking up the phone. I think we all forget about um, the good old telephone. And we always, well, not always, but again, depending on who you are, um, um, feel maybe less confident in, in picking up that phone to call. But you can simply just ring up and say, hey, I'm looking to partner with you guys. Um, you know, who is the best person? And they might say Jack Smith and you'd go fantastic and hang up. Don't ask to be put through at that stage because now you need to go back and do your research and everything that you know about Jack Smith. Um, people or things that you also want to avoid are those online sponsorship submission forms. So, yes, a lot of the organised, again, bigger organisations do have those forms. But what's important or what you want to look for is, yes, go into those forms if you can and see if there's a more of a direct email. Um, sometimes they do have, if you have any troubles filling out the form, email, sponsorship, app, blah, blah, blah. And it's a better way to go through there because obviously going through those online submission forms, <coughs> excuse me, um, they don't give you the scope to, to showcase what you really have to offer. And again, if you've got one of those generic proposals, it's just going to go through the, the mill and then spat out. Um, another person you want to avoid or um, company is an agency. So uh, we don't really recommend going through um, an agency that's going to volunteer to be a third party between you and the decision makers. Um, other than us, of course, because, you know, we have you at the best interest. Uh, but no, no, uh, we only come in at that point once you guys have actually made the report and you're starting to wrap up negotiations. Uh, obviously, to working with the agency, um, they're just going to be thinking about their percentage. And, and again, if maybe if you are pressed for time, that might be a solution for you. And um, maybe if it's not so much a financial thing for you, you can afford to go that way. We're just, again, um, my passion is about helping that the grassroots to amateur motorsport competitor. And so these are more of those tips for you. And the last person that you don't really want to contact straight up is obviously the CEO. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, obviously, they don't always um, know what's happening within the organisation. It does, again, depend on the size of the business. And I guess what I'm trying to say is there's not one blanket approach to successful um, sponsorship contact. It really is dependent upon who you're trying to contact. Um, so it's really important, again, that you do your research, research, research. Um, some people that you may want to contact um, could be the general manager. And again, in a smaller company, um, always smaller businesses are going to probably be a little bit more inclined to talk to you and give you the time of the day um, and or to assist you with your homework or with your company research. Um, so again, you might want to find some of the smaller people within the organization and then try and build out the report and then try and also um, get them to assist you in progressing up the, the contact ranks to find the right person. Um, a great person to contact though is the regional managers, especially if you are racing a national series, um, quite often, a lot of the regional managers do have budgets and they do have the powers to say yes. So um, I'm thinking things like um, Subway, um, um, Zebreros, things like that, some of those national trains. Um, so be mindful that a regional um, marketing manager um, is a good contact as well. And I find that those kind of contacts are a lot easier to find on LinkedIn as well. All right, so Tim, now that you've done the great job of doing the company research um, and you've got the right contacts and you've got the right details, now what do we do? All right, so when we are contacting them, when you first contact a potential sponsor, whether it's by email, messenger or voicemail, um, tell them that you have done your homework 
um, and advise them that, you know, you can come in a little bit cocky and go, I think we'll be a great fit, X, Y, Z. But that X, Y, Z is showcasing what exactly you have learned about the company. So you're notifying that, um, um, that all the locations to the racetracks are the same, that um, your values are the same because you're both vegetarian and you're both about sustainability. Um, all of those kind of points. Um, and then after that, simply just ask um, if they have 10 minutes um, just to ensure that, you know, your objectives are correct, that their market's on point um, and that therefore after that, that's when you start to develop your um, proposal that's going to meet all of their needs. So how are we going to contact them? So ideally we're going to pick up that phone and we're going to try and make an appointment with them. And again, um, being a little bit cocky, you can write a script. I'm all about this next phrase is all about having scripts, especially if you're not very um, confident, again, in sales. Um, I do have a guy um, and his name has just left my head and I can't believe it because I just did lots of work with him. Anyway, um, that does a lot of sales training and I do highly recommend um, investing in a sales training course and it, and it could just be a one-day event. But, you know, you need to be making some scripts about making these conversations if you're going to do it yourself and about objections and, um, excuse me, and about um, the processes that you're going to take. Um, you know, what does your funnel look like about making a contact with somebody? And if they say no, then what is the next steps? And then if they say yes, what is the next steps? And if they say no, then you go back here. But then if they say yes... Again, there's a lot to this sponsorship stuff other than just sending out a proposal and thinking, hoping for the best. All right, so how to contact them. Um, it's always important um, with an email and, and with any point of contact really is that when you are wrapping up that initial point of contact that you make that a second appointment. Okay, so it could be like, so you finally got through to Jack, you've said, hey, Jack, um, I'm hoping that you'd be interested in partnering with us because of X, Y, Z, I think would be a perfect fit. I'd love to make in a time um, that I can come and ideally meet with you face to face, or if not, to make a Zoom, um, what time would suit you best? And ideally, you'd like to give them two options because if you say Tuesday at 10 and they say no, then you're like, oh, hang on, when can I do next? So again, this is part of preparing all of that script. And you'd go, I'm available on Tuesday at 10 or I have Wednesday at 3 um, or possibly Friday at 7 o'clock. What time would suit you best? And it's it's limiting those object, objections, okay? Um, if you um, kind of start to tick off all those object, objections, I kind of talked to them. <coughs> Excuse me. Should be better. Um, then, let's go my water. Um, if you've got a list of all those objectives and um, and again, you'd start to make a list of objectives that you've overcome through the years, um, but of course that you would just generally expect them to say like, um, I have to think about it, I need to speak to my boss, um, I can't make that time to send through the proposal. Um, we definitely just don't want them to send through the proposal because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't really have control of that. Um, again, um, in that workbook, there's some more content around how to make contact with them and around about some of these scripts, things that I've put in there for you guys just to get you started. Um, but again, the most important point there is around that when you are contacting them, you want to showcase that you've done your homework. You want to show them or tell them how, how can you bring the business new sales? How can you increase their brand exposure? How does your target market compare to the business? Okay. Um, throughout doing your research, you want to look for things like, do they have an interest in motorsports? Um, you want to showcase some ideas um, around about um, how you can help them, again, increase their sales, their brand awareness. Um, and, and it could be their um, social media engagement. It could be their social media likes. But again, um, until you know exactly what they're wanting to do out of this partnership, what what's in it for them, what are they looking to get out of it, you, it's very hard to know what benefits to offer them. And that's why you need to have these conversations and this communication early on before sending through this proposal. 
All right, so before we're going into this, I can't remember what minute slide is. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, <clears throat> uh, some tips about going into these things is obviously just be prepared. Um, you can take a whole proposal in with you um, or you can take a, a sales, um, a sponsorship deck, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, you can take in some facts and figures around TV exposure that your um, category had in the last two years, three years, in the last 12 months. Probably not a good stat right now, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, you might have some facts around the racetrack, um, around the race category, around the race type of car that you're racing. Um, anything that you think that, that the prospect might want to answer you, ideally you want to have with you. Um, obviously be professional, so make sure you turn up on time to your meetings. Um, call when you're going to call. Um, make sure you're there at 12 o'clock or ideally beforehand. And like a job interview, dress accordingly. Um, if you're going to a corporate business that does finance, um, you know, rocking up in your jeans and your collared shirt probably isn't the right look. All right. If you're going to somewhere like um, a T-shirt company, then yeah, sure, wear your jeans and your, and your shirt or your merchandise. It's completely up to you. Um, but the most important thing is to make sure that you're selling um, the benefits of the program, of your partnership, and not so much the feature. And definitely the meeting should be about them, okay, and what's in it for them, and not so much about you and your race achievements. It's okay to take a couple of minutes, um, obviously, um, to to tell them who you are and, and about your successes of racing and what your goals and ambitions are. But at the end of the day, in those meetings, it's about you just listening to what they have to say and then walking out of that meeting going, okay, great, I know exactly what I can offer them. Now that I know a little bit about them, I know exactly what their objective is with this partnership and I'm going back now to put this proposal together. And as I said, if you're during that um, initial meeting and you can hear them starting to talk about objectives around about, oh, it's not my decision, I have to speak to my partner, um, you want to try and be on top of those objectives. So as I said, um, I always say invest you know, five, 15 minutes, half an hour to sit down and to write through some of those objectives that you might get for, um, for saying no to your sponsorship. Um, I think I might actually do a sheet for you guys. <laughs> if someone reminds me, I would do one. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's really important that you have those answers. But, of course, in a kind of um, not an ignorant uh, way, I can't think of the right word at the moment, but you could always go, oh, I'm sorry, I'll need to look into that matter for you. How about I um, write that question down, I'll make a note of it, and I'll get back in contact with you next week. So, therefore, it's kind of being a little bit cheeky, but it's also giving you that second opportunity to present to them again or to meet with them again. And ideally, that's what we want. We want to keep um, building this relationship. And then, of course, team, um, once um, we've had, <coughs> excuse me, once we have had that, those either the meetings or the communication, and, and yes, some of those communications will just be online, which is fine. It's fantastic. But it's, of course, if we've got engagement, that's what we want with somebody. But the most important thing and the biggest um, forward down that most drivers do have is the follow-up. Okay, again, motorsport is a business. To make a sale, to have a sponsor, you need to continue to follow them up. Okay, even if they say no, that's okay. You need to put in a process that you keep nurturing them. So things are like um, signing them up to your newsletter, um, sending them out your press releases about new sponsors, about your upcoming racing, about what you'll be doing in um, 2022. Maintain regular contact with them. Even if they say no, not now, ask the question, when do you think it would be appropriate? And again, this is why I'm really big about seeking sponsorship throughout the whole year. There's no real point trying to start seeking sponsorship in December or in May or June when the new financial year is up because businesses all throughout the whole year are looking at their finances. And the last thing you want to do is get to say May or June and you have a meeting with somebody and you've been researching and nurturing and building this rapport with someone for three months and they'd go, I'm really sorry, but our budget for this year has already been allocated. Okay, so if that is an objective, you need to ask, okay, uh, 
thank you for that honest answer. When is the best time to start this conversation again? And you'll probably be interested to know that most of them will be around about November, December for that next six months. They generally work six months in advance. Okay, so hence why we've got this in the month of October. So <laughs> even if they say no, that's okay. Still um, put it down to communicate with them. Um, making sure you could, um, yeah, so making sure that you keep those lines of communications open. Um, you could, you know, invite them to the track. You can, of course, do that sneaky one off social media post and continue to tag them in there. Um, again, it's just about being consistent. Um, around about being consistent because did you know that 80% of sales require at least five follow-ups following a meeting. So you need to be persistent, okay? Not a pest, but persistent. Um, because sometimes emails um, get missed. We know we're all kind of bombarded with emails at the moment. Voicemails get forgotten. Um, things happen. Notes don't get passed on. So don't just get disheartened after the first or the second time, but probably don't do any more than four times, okay? Because then that's when you're probably starting to become more of a hindrance. Um, but again, you can just keep them, um, put them into that funnel. Uh, and again, we've got a new course coming up in February called Motorsport is a Business. I'm going to go a lot more into all of this information, <coughs> excuse me, about putting them into the filter and keeping to customers. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I was hoping to get through the whole thing without coughing, but. Is not going to. All right. But in order um, to uh, keep them at the front of your mind, um, you need to be memorable. Um, and you can do this through your humor. You can do this through your unique ways. Um, or you can simply just by being um, professional. You might want to send them um, a package of items like your merchandise or products from other sponsors. Ideally, you want to show them what you can do for them and how important it is to have their business, to be a partner with them. Again, just diarise um, everything so you don't forget um, and just making sure that you're following up with them and follow up with the different means of communications. Again, don't Follow, like don't call them one day and then the next day email them and then the next day be on, on their um, DMs. When you first um, make that contact with them, ask the prospect what is their preferred method of communication. One of the downfalls of LinkedIn is that a lot of people don't check their accounts often. So they might ch check them once a month. So therefore you might have sent them um, an introduction um, email and they might not have got to it as um, or they might have seen it and completely forgot about it. So just ask the person, excuse me, what is their preferred method of communication? They might say face-to-face -face meetings. They might say, excuse me, I prefer text messaging. Um, guys that work with me know that I prefer Facebook Messenger because I can see it straight away and I can action it. If you start emailing all the time, as I said, I get lots of emails and I get bombarded and I forget about them. I also don't check my emails all day, you know, I have certain times of the day I check my emails and it's the same with my phone. I'm not on my phone all day. So if someone wants something for me, the best way to contact me is through Facebook Messenger. Just saying. Hattie <laughs> um, uh, said, just to recap what we've gone through today is that from number one, we want to work out expenses to do, to know um, who to contact and for what form. Okay, so we want to know exactly, we want to contact this oil company for this amount of money for this amount of racing. Do your research on the companies that you're looking to partner with. So you're gonna research into their target markets, their brand attributes, and also some sort of objectives as well before you're making contact with them. You wanna develop the benefits, so tailored to them specifically. So again, you wanna have that generic list of benefits that you can offer. And then once you've spoken to that prospect, bespoke in those benefits as well. Um, you wanna approach the, the brand or the commercial manager or even, um, you know, the receptionist, first of all, to start to build a relationship and trying to find out the correct contact person. And then once you do have that um, contact detail, um, ideally try and meet with them in person so they can see who you are because, again, these businesses are investing in you. So they want to see um, a lot about you and they want to know a lot about you and who you are. And of course, your race team and your family um, and the type of friends that you have and 
you know, your race experiences. Um, when you have that meeting, you want to talk about them as well and the benefits to partnering with you. If they say no, to keep nurturing them. But of course, if they say yes, that you need to go and get that proposal, although not a, a sponsorship proposal is not always required, but more importantly, that a sponsorship agreement is. So you want to get that put into place and sent to them and being proactive and showing how important this partnership will be to you. All right, guys. Wow. So there's 50 minutes. I hope that all made sense. Um, again, I do apologize for my coughing and my um, information that's correct, incorrect in there. Um, of course, if you're interested in getting the slides, please let me know um, and I'll send you out the link. Uh, of course, we do offer some sponsorship services, um, such as we can order your sponsorship proposal. Um, we can help you with your sponsorship proposal design. Uh, we can also help you with your templates. Of course, we can help you with engaging new sponsors as well. Uh, we do also have a service um, where we basically do it all for you, including social media management. Uh, we've got a new course coming out. We've called Getting Started with Sponsorship. Um, so there's more information there. And as mentioned, we do have that motorsport is a business and it's going to cover more things around legals and accountants and setting up your ABN and really running it as a business um, and uh, getting your bang for buck. Again, guys, I really thank you for your time tonight. Uh, of course, if you've got any questions, you can contact me at any time. If it's back to me. <laughs> um, all right. So thank you very much um, again for listening. Um, if you would like a copy of those notes, um, then just go out to F that um, email link that's there. Have a great night. Take care. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.